Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw and reputable where we smash taboos and break down stigmas. I'm your host Isabella Gosling and today's episode is with the absolutely beautiful Chloe, Jazz and Nat, founders of Bare Self. Bare Self is a wellness brand for women encouraging self-love and self-care through their newly launched product, Her Chocolate. This brand was created by two sisters, Chloe and Jazz, along with their auntie Nat. They love helping real women live happier, healthier lives through wellness and taking time for yourself. In this chat, we talk on the girls' must-haves in their toolkit, their experiences around periods and pain, how the idea for Bare Self came about and what it's like working with your family, the process of developing a chocolate that has health benefits and making it actually taste good, what the biggest challenge has been since starting the business and what's coming up next for her and what's coming up next for Bare Self, as well as when the girls feel the most self-love plus so much more. I cannot wait for you to listen to this chat. The girls give so much of themselves and have lots of little hints and tips and it's just an all-round delight. So without further ado, here is Chloe, Jazz and Nat. Nat, Jazz and Chloe, welcome to Let's Talk Period. I am absolutely delighted to be chatting with you three ladies today. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. You're so welcome. I can't wait to dive into all things self-love and bare self and talk about all things uh, health and periods. We are excited too. We're very on board with this topic. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. Now, I'm not sure if you've listened to an episode before, but the way we start for each of our beautiful guests is that we ask what you've done to nourish your body today. So I'd love if each of you could share with the listeners what you've done to nourish your bodies today. Yeah, I'll start. So um, I woke up early this morning and my muscles were feeling really sore and tight. So I used my heat pack. Um, I've got a beautiful lavender heat pack and just, um, yeah, sat with that and really soothed my muscles with my heat pack and did some stretching, which is beautiful. This morning I had an exceptionally busy day. And in mornings like that, it's really hard to find the time to put do something and put it something aside to nourish your body. But um, I was driving all morning and so I thought I'd take time to nourish my mental health. And I listened to a beautiful audiobook, which I love my audiobooks. Oh, how beautiful. And I um, had my first night with my periods last night. So I woke I woke up this morning and I was just ready for a beautiful hot shower. So I did that straight away. And I did some uh, morning affirmations in the shower. So that was nice. Oh, beautiful. Well, it sounds like you girls have had amazing starts to the day. Um, I am all for a lavender heat pack and helping to relax and de-stress that way, especially with muscle tension and nourishing your mental health is so important. So I'm all for listening to a good audio book or diving into a podcast while I'm on a long drive. 
Yeah, definitely. So yeah. We all love doing that. Mm-hmm. What audio book mm-hmm. was it? It was the um, universe. I'm trying to think of the name. Universe, universe has your back. Yes. Oh, a beautiful oh, one. Gabby Bernstein. Absolutely amazing book. Couldn't recommend it more. Such a good book. And also I love that you do morning affirmations in the shower. What a great way to start the day. So sometimes in the morning I, I love um, doing my affirmations when I do a little bit of yoga in the and some stretching as well. So that's a good time to just be a little bit more. I feel mindful when I've got that time to myself mm. before everyone wakes up. I love <laughs> the idea of morning affirmations. I yeah. feel like it's mm-hmm. a great way to start the day. Definitely, definitely. And like it starts you on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So beautiful. And it's just a really nice way to connect with yourself and check in with any intentions that you want to set for the day. So uh, a great way to really just bring um, that intentionality to your day. Yeah, perfect. Mm, definitely. Mm. The next thing we talk about is having a toolkit of strategies therapies people items and things in general that can help us when we're managing our health and that's if we have a chronic condition or just in general when we're managing our health normally so I would love to know girls what's something that you would recommend for our listeners to add to their own health toolkits so we were having a chat about this today and I'll start off by saying Um, self-awareness we all find that having self-awareness is a great tool to really I've mind blanked (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um to have to like uplift and inspire you like when you feel self-aware you like know you can be aware of the people that you're surrounding yourself with if they uplift you, inspire you, or whether you're surrounding yourself with um, people that drain you um, or leave you feeling more negative. And then that obviously has a really big impact on your mental health and just the way you feel and your energy. So I feel like being aware and practicing self-awareness is a really great tool to have in the toolkit. Definitely. And through, I think throughout life, um, uh, toolkits your toolkit's going to change as you change as well and from each person they're all going to have a different toolkit so um what works for one person yeah. might not work for somebody else definitely that's a that's it's so true a hundred percent yeah so another one we were discussing was like some some physical to like items um in our toolkit like getting in touch with our senses um like we using yeah like our senses like our tastes and our smell so our taste what we recommend is a chocolate and (laughs) (laughs) we can't beat a good chocolate especially her chocolate so that was one we found for our taste sensory and also we love essential oils so we all Mm. love the smell of essential oils and how they make us feel. Hey, yeah, Jess. the aromatherapy. Like I love a good lavender essential oil. I swear I need one. I need to use lavender every night before I go to bed just to calm myself. And it's kind of like routine for me now. I've used a lavender oil in my diffuser and I put a little bit 
on my temples before bed and it just helps me sleep that bit better and when I don't have it I definitely can tell I notice that difference and it's Mm. just I there's so much good research coming out around the benefits of essential oils and their ability to help us relax and de-stress and I know for a while there's a lot of thought around them being a bit woo-woo and whatnot but I think as the evidence catches up people will really start to think of the validity behind them because I know I love using essential oils each night as well I love using um, my clary calm so bergamot sage lavender and it's just so calming lovely it just creates such an atmosphere as well if you're wanting to meditate in a room and you have a diffuser on with a specific essential oil in. I have all different um, ones for sort of my different moods. And as I go through the day, I might put, you know, a calm and de-stress sort of essential oil in so that I can calm and de-stress after a long day's work. Yeah, that sounds good. And also um, we've put in here um, and discussed that how a hot shower and a bath is just fantastic in your toolkit like after you've had a beautiful hot shower or whatever the temperature that you just love it you come out of it feeling so much better um it just like cleanses your body water water is so cleansing I feel like um yeah having a swim yeah Yeah. popping in the bath just cleansing yourself with water it's so relaxing and calming living near the ocean I love going for just even when it's cold I don't care you kind of just throw yourself in and you always come out feeling better afterwards definitely Mm, yes and I think as humans we're all sort of drawn to the water and having something to do with water like living near the water or going for a bath or immersing yourself in water it's just so important it's a really nice ritual Mm -hmm. Mm. definitely it's just you take for yourself as well having that bath it's relaxing and it's so good for your mental health I also love how you girls mentioned that not every strategy or tool is going to be right for everyone at every point in their life. And I think that's why it's important that we have a toolkit because we just keep adding to it. And although we might hear something that doesn't work for us in that moment, we might reflect back on it when we need it later and think, oh yeah, I could try this and it might really work for me well later down the track. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, Definitely. Even with how Nat was saying about her morning affirmations, And I love the idea of morning affirmations, but it's something that I really regularly forget to do and having it brought up again, I'm like, oh, I need, I'll try and start doing that again. And it definitely, you feel a difference as you set your intention for the day. That's like mine. Mm. Like I think, oh, I should journal, but then it's like, I'll start it. And then it's like, it's gone Mm. again. (laughs) It's something that you really find a habit you can get into a habit of doing it and yeah make it a ritual and a practice you in your daily to. routine definitely mm. and you can't do everything all at once so it's all about finding that balance of what works for you in the moment and yep. it's totally okay for that to fluctuate and for you to sort of curate 
what practices you're doing um, from day to day or month to month. So if you're putting journaling to the wayside, but you're picking up affirmations and then coming back to journaling, then that's okay. And probably also just being kind to yourself and not beating yourself up because you did forget to journal or whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Mm. I would love to dive into um, some period talk (laughs) all about what your experiences have been around periods and education around menstrual health and all of that stuff in general when you girls were growing up. Um, Well, I'll I'll go first. Yeah. Um, Well, there's not an overly excessive amount of education around menstrual health, especially as you're first like learning about your period and most girls get their period you know early high school and I first got my period close to my 14th birthday Mm -hmm. but for the next five years it was like a battle between me and my body I got my period really um, sporadically every three to four months and when I did it was so extremely painful I was going to my GP and I was getting regularly prescribed Valium for the pain and it would last up to seven, seven to 10 days. And at that point in my life, my relationship with my body was so poor. I resented my body for what it put me through physically and like mentally each cycle. It was Mm. really rough for me. And then um like these past few years it's I've been so much more accepting of my body and I've really learned to love and embrace its changes and like the challenges around this subject and instead of approaching it each period thinking oh my goodness this is just not this is going to be awful this is going to be the worst I'm choosing to approach it now with love and gratitude for what my body is able to do and what how strong I am and how strong every woman is. Mm. I love that. Um, I think a lot of us and especially the listeners who are tuning in will really connect with that, having experienced that frustration or upset around your body, like letting you down and really resenting your body. So thank you for sharing that. It's okay. Thank you for letting me share my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot like mum told me about my periods and it wasn't really a big deal um, as I was growing up. Like um, I probably got my periods when I was about like early 14, I suppose, 13, Mm. 14. But um, yeah, not too bad. Um, Like it was just normal. It wasn't really talked about or embraced or it was just something that happened really Mm. for me. And then I suppose, I suppose it, yeah, well, we didn't actually like talk about it really. Mm. Just you get your periods and that was about it really. Yeah. So it wasn't like, and then I suppose when I was 18, I went on the pill and then I was on the pill for a long time and then I had babies and then, yeah. So it's been changing over the last three decades <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah I feel like I was around the same age as both of you as well and mine were quite irregular to start off with and then um 
I did try the pill to the doc, like the doctor recommended going on the pill to um, regulate, help, yeah, them. help regulate them. And it didn't really work and the pill didn't agree with my body. I was just feeling sick. And um, I also went on it to help with my acne because throughout high school, I started getting acne and it didn't help with that either. So I guess I went off of the pill and they just kind of even themselves up over the yeah. years and, mm-hmm. and your body like has just too. sort of yeah, yeah got into its own rhythm so they're not I feel as though most women have a bit of period <laughs> pain and PMS that come along like come along with the period um and I guess mine was just it seemed normal like I'd get yeah. a bit of pain but but and, even and it's always normal for you because you can't feel what anyone else is feeling. So it's always, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And I think as I was sort of learning about periods, it was quite a hushed subject. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't yeah. really talk to your dad about your, it. All yeah, yet, it know? would be something like, that, you know, you'd only talk to females that you trusted and that. Yeah. And um, keep to yourself. You keep of. it to yourself. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't a very um big subject that you could openly talk about and it's gotten a lot better now how everyone there's podcasts like this one that you can (laughs) like platforms that you can share all your different experiences on and other people can get educated on oh like that that happens as well other people get that like I'm it's so normal I'm very open with my kids I always have been from word go so they have just grown up with I've got my periods now um can you you know oh can someone get me a pad out the cupboard whether they're three years old or however they're just, they're a boy, a boy or a girl I'll be like to my my son who's 13 um oh camps I've got my periods can you get my get me a pad please and like he's yeah never felt any different about it he yeah he's mm-hmm. always been pretty good about it yeah that's just so wonderful to hear no it's not uncomfortable or I'll just say can you get grab me a pair of undies and like they'll just throw it in and not worry or not you know not even worry about it mm-hmm. so I think that's just so beautiful because around the subject so many young boys are taught to yeah be uncomfortable about it and that or they just shouldn't be spoken about as openly it's probably the sensation that um it's it's the energy I suppose of an uncomfortableness they have when their their mum like probably feels uncomfortable because it's all of a sudden they're t- talking about it <coughs> hasn't mm. been in their lives maybe. yeah it's sort of projecting that fear and anxiety yeah that's it Mm. I'd love to know have you girls always been open with each other about your periods and health in general because um for the listeners who might not know you've we've got two sisters and an auntie and so we've got a beautiful family here and I just want to know is this something that you've all been really open with each other about like as long as time has been or is this just a recent thing or tell me all about it yeah like with each other we have been um it's definitely like I feel like it's a female thing like we can talk to each other about it but it's still we're still learning to be um you know growing up being around like 
our dads or brother like it's not something that we would openly talk about in front of them but as sisters we would openly talk about it with ourselves or with our mum or Mm. auntie or yeah, yeah females that we felt were close to us I definitely feel now I've had children I'm a lot more open mm, yeah <laughs> I think it's something you learn as well like you learn to be more comfortable about the topic it's not just something that happens mm. overnight like a few like five years ago I would have not gone swimming and been like oh I just can't go swimming because I don't feel like it whereas the person I am today I'd say oh I have my period and I can't mm. go swimming because yeah. I because of that and I wouldn't um try and sugarcoat it and make it yeah seem any different because it's normal and natural or, or I don't and, feel like going for a swim because I got my period today yeah it's like it's okay everything's yeah. okay and it's okay to say um and I think it's something that we like you girls said grow into and over time it's like a building thing you get more comfortable and you decide um from what you've learned and what you hear others speak on that you feel more comfortable um discussing that you're on your period or you know I'm not feeling amazing today I'm here in my cycle and I'm just feeling really low energy and you know owning up to that and uh not trying to hide it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I would love to talk all about bare self now so I want to know how did the idea come about um how do you decide that you want to start a business with your sister and your auntie and how does that all come together well we started off having just a huge passion for wanting to create something with purpose yeah and um we would always come together and have these like crazy ideas and would be like oh we should do this we should do that and we <laughs> lots of ideas <laughs> yeah just um about topics that we were passionate about and we felt um really passionate about wellness and um good I guess food good food. yeah good food and we mm. love chocolate but it, I think it more so came from wanting to build something together and then thinking of business ideas and I guess the chocolate kind of came to us really naturally we had a bit of a light bulb moment after many binges and Jazz and Mm. I both got um we would suffer with acne which was yeah not fun not fun to be an adult with acne and it, it would flare up as well. Like especially we would, around our time of our period. It would just go into a big sugary tree. Cho- chocolate bar. <laughs> we would binge on chocolate and then the next day we would break out, feel guilty about eating the chocolate and it just wasn't a fun time. So I guess we just had, had the idea of a chocolate that was refined sugar-free with added benefits to help when we were craving at that time of the month and yeah. to help fulfill those cravings. Yeah, definitely. How exciting. And I love that it came through something that we all tend to do. And um, during our period, we are really craving that chocolate or that sweet treat, I guess, to try and pick us up. But trying to create something that isn't going to make us break out further because not only as teenagers, but also adults, they um, suffer from acne quite 
a bit as well. And like I can say myself, I also experience acne quite badly. Um, and it's something that, you know, you you try to not um, cause flare-ups of. So creating something that you can have without causing major flare-ups is such a great idea. And even like I, I'll sit and eat a her chocolate now and I'll like, I can eat the whole chocolate. And if you would eat a different chocolate, you'd feel quite ill. Yeah, and even the, you feel guilty afterwards. You're like, like, oh, no, I, I just ate, ate all that. I ate that terrible thing. My body's going to, yeah, you know, yeah. hate me afterwards, which you shouldn't feel anyway, no matter what chocolate you eat. <laughs> but it was something that we thought when we're on our period, we crave chocolate. We'll reach for any any chocolate that we can get our hands on. We may as well have a chocolate that has the benefits for our reproductive health and tastes amazing and is refined sugar free, good for you, guilt free. And, and the, the herbs are so good for you. And like you can sit there and you can go, oh, I'm going to eat the whole bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably eat the most out of all three. Just <laughs> <laughs> taste testing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> Talk us through the product development process. So how do you go from launching a chocolate brand that's tailored to self-love? So you've had the idea that this is what we want to do, but how do you actually start that and what does it look like? There's so many components required that I think – as we were starting up, we didn't quite realize what How had much stuff yeah. what was involved. <laughs> and like we did, I think one, we did decide right at the beginning that we wanted to source a professional chocolatier because in business, there's so many avenues that you have to learn. Um, we just wanted to leave that to the professional. So yes. um, sourcing, sourcing our person to that mm. aligned with us and could help us bring our vision to life that was really important and it did take quite some time yeah. it was months of back and forth emailing and throwing our ideas around people who um aligned with our values as well and we found our perfect chocolatier after doing the research and then after that we had to we spoke to so many naturopaths to get a range of opinions and we were forming our decision on what herbs to put in the chocolate for like the women's best reproductive health and there's so so many herbs out there and we had to narrow it down to which ones we thought would be the best for our chocolate the most beneficial the most yeah. beneficial yeah yeah and um that was a process in itself as well it's been fun. I, we also love doing um, the packaging with Heidi. Um, she does mm. all the packaging and that's been fun. It's been good doing that with her. Um, yeah, we're getting creative and designing what our brand would look like. We wanted it to be feminine and we wanted it to be beautiful and we wanted it to be inspiring and yeah, empowering and, to women. Yeah. yeah so like, that's, that was really fun. It was good. I liked doing that. It yeah. Was... I feel as though it really flowed, like the whole product development, um, that phase of business for us, it really did flow and it felt right. And everything was just coming together like a big like puzzle, really. And yeah. now it's only 
it's just getting started yeah (laughs) we're six months in and we're still learning so much and navigating every day as we go but it's amazing as we when we first launched we had to delay it and it set us back maybe two months just for all the little tiny things that you don't really realize are important to a business launch but once once we got on our feet and got everything together it's been some of the fastest six months of my life (laughs) blown by what a journey I'd love to know what the hubs are that you girls decided were the most beneficial so our listeners can learn a little bit more about them Um, well both of our hubs that are in the chocolate is the licorice root and shadavari um did you want to explain a little bit about the licorice root chloe um yeah so it one main factor that we came across with the licorice root is it's really great for helping with menstrual cramps and that's something that um, women suffer with what quite a few women suffer with um yeah throughout their and period. even even like um you get that cramping when you're ovulating too mm. so like the chocolate yeah. can be eaten like all month round so it's it's good for all month you can eat it whenever you want mm-hmm. and it's yeah. good for every bit <laughs> yeah and then it supports it can you can eat it all month round and then it helps support when um yeah you're really needing that in your body yeah um but yeah, throughout, even when it comes to menopause, um, it's rich in isoflavins. It helps, um, which help maintain the estrogen and progesterone balance in the body. Um, with menopause, it helps with reducing the nocturnal hot flushes yeah. and improves physical and psychological health, which is really good. I think the um, Shadavari as well, it's one of the most well-known herbs for um, the women's reproductive system. And it's been used for centuries in um, Indian medicine. It's um, primarily from like the asparagus family, actually. And um, it's found in mainly just India, but it's amazing for restoring the balance in your hormones. And it can help treat things like PMS and it um can help you reduce stress and it strengthens your immunity and it supports anti-aging all the good things it can combat like anxiety and depression it's one of the most fantastic herbs I think I hadn't even heard of Shadavari until we started doing our research nearly two years ago now but I hadn't heard of it either until that naturopath sort of yeah after I heard of it it was something that I definitely wanted to add into my like everyday supplements that I was taking because of just the extensive list of um, benefits that it has it's um the shadavari is actually a family of the asparagus plant too so that's an interesting little yeah I had no idea about that until you girls just mentioned it how cool um but even just it being a 70 percent dark chocolate it's fantastic for um having the dark chocolate in the cacao has iron in it which is something that um when you have your period you naturally lose and um in those little things that 
you lose during your period, it's great to make up for them in the supplements in the hot chocolate. Exactly. So many beneficial um, minerals and vitamins and herbs in there that just sound, you know, too good to be true for chocolate. So amazing work there, girls. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that you also consulted with uh, a naturopath. So it's not just whatever um, you guys thought, it's actually got some evidence behind it. And there's been research in the product development process. There was quite a few different herbs that um, caught our attention, but these two were the, we we didn't want the chocolate to taste like terrible. So you had, Mm -hmm. we had to be mindful of what, what herbs we put in there too because some herbs can be quite potent yeah (laughs) and strong so yeah so we had to be um, a little bit mindful of the taste so it was was it was actually really good when we went to the chocolatier and did our first um day with him he the the first one turned out perfect so it was like we knew Mm -hmm. we'll yeah it was great yeah it was just we hit hit it right perfect straight up hit it on the head the first day and we're like yes this tastes great oh, amazing we did we ended up the three of us drove out to byron bay which is where the chocolates um the chocolate factory is and we just spent the whole day there creating and mm. figuring out the different things to make the chocolate taste and be as good as it possibly could be yeah and it was it was great it was it was wonderful just to watch how chocolate was made it was Mm. yeah it was very inspiring and yummy (laughs) it was a (laughs) day oh I can imagine now I'm sure it hasn't been without challenges though so I would love to hear sort of some of the challenges or the biggest challenge that you've faced so far in this business journey over the last two years or six months since launching? I think we've all had this like a similar challenge with just finding balance in work and um, our life life, really because we all live quite far distances from each other and um, Chloe and Nat are both Um, full-time mums as well and running households and I'm also working full-time so just juggling any spare days off and filling in weekends to catch up and put our heads together for bare self has been our biggest challenge really and I think consistency is is a little bit each day goes a long way Mm -hmm. like even if it's just that half an hour or a quick phone call it it's that's the communication yeah. together because yeah. we're it's amazing having the three of us working together um but yeah communicating and when you've got kids at home especially like at school holidays right now um <laughs> trying to have like a serious chat about like you know what we're doing next and trying to like achieve our goals it mm-hmm. it can be challenging it's like my brain can't even think <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we do realize like nothing will ever be totally balanced, but we can see our goals so clearly and we're getting better at finding that harmony between work and fun and family. And we want this to be fun too. We want, we, we started off and we said, this is going to be so fun. So we're going to keep it fun. We don't want it to be a, a big stress in our life. So no, cause our whole, our whole like image is 
um, self-love and not stressing and not, you know. Caring about ourselves. Yeah, caring about ourselves. Practice what we preach, hey. Absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. Now, I would love to chat about self-love and I would love to know, when do you all feel the most self-love? What helps you to feel that? Well, I find myself doing more small self-love practices every day so that my self-love is consistent instead of um, trying to do something to make me feel the most self-love. I find myself practicing things like gratitude consistently. So each day my self-love my self-love grows bigger than the day before and just practicing growing it. So each day I can feel that little bit more, more love for myself. Yeah. More grateful for yourself. More grateful yeah. for myself and more yeah. appreciation for myself. Um, for me, it'd be like, um, like the other day I caught myself at the front gate and I was just, I t- hopped out the car to shut, shut the front gate. And um, I just got a presence of that, that feeling of like being alive, like how you catch yourself being really aware, like, holy dooly, this is, this world is absolutely beautiful and feel the sun on my skin. Like, so sometimes I catch myself and I'll just stand there. I love that feeling of that I'm here in this world and I'm alive. And just Mm. having that moment of bliss for yourself. Yeah. Where you take in it, your surroundings and yeah, everything. Yeah, definitely. That's what I love. Oh, that's that beautiful. Yeah, yeah, mine would be um, celebrating my growth and achievement. So really taking time to be present with myself and just thinking about how far I've come, even if it's for the week or thinking about the person I was a month ago and my self-development or even even on the weeks where I'm not feeling well or I'm a bit more tired and I'm taking that time to like rest or letting my body restore itself I can still appreciate myself and I don't have to be super productive every single day every single minute of every single day and just loving myself Mm. in the moment appreciating that you're taking time to heal your body rather than taking time to you know for achievements that probably would put you one step back instead of those two steps forward where healing your body properly and taking that time to rest really Mm -hmm. does that for you yeah I loved all three of those things and I think it's lovely that I have all three of you here because everyone who's listening can hear three different perspectives on what self-love is and they can take bits from each of them if they want to incorporate that into their own lives as well. Mm, That's it. Like even like um, when I caught myself doing that at the front gate, like that's how I feel when I'm, when I go for a walk in nature as well, like outside zoning out by myself, just soaking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Just soaking the world in the energy it's of like the, a euphoric state of yeah. appreciation for your surroundings and yourself yeah, definitely yeah I love yeah. doing that as well I think most people could relate yes it's like mm. that quiet time to yourself mm. it's so grounding too it really brings you back to focus and you see the bigger picture 
on life really yeah yeah what would you girls like to see change in the gynecological health sphere well I think the biggest change that everyone would like to see is more awareness and education around the topic of periods and reproductive health like I don't think many people especially like men and um, males realize how long it can take to even just get a simple diagnosis from the doctor like a correct diagnosis as well around like like um endometriosis endometriosis and it seems like um, i've i've talked to quite a few girls now we've chatted with and they've said it's taken years for someone to say oh this is what's wrong with you and they've suffered a lot of pain like we don't know what we're still learning so much along the way and it's just it's like oh mm. gee that's a, three years really you've been suffering from this for three years before they've said it's this mm. it's it seems to be a bit crazy some of the um, um conversations that we have had with some people so and it's just a lot of people are really in the dark about it and so. people will <clears throat> would most likely be suffering and not quite know what could be wrong with them because there's no well there's there's not enough education or awareness about these Mm. really important topics I think um also at school um at schools it could be a little bit more um like Like uh, normalized normalized like uh, I think there was still uh like the girls and the boys still split up um, even last mm. classroom and the boys went to one classroom and the girls went to another classroom to talk about periods. I'm like, mm, maybe I, I know it's confronting, but I think they should be confronted early and talked about it early and not, you know, bring that awareness into their Normalize life. It. Yeah. Like it's okay to talk about it. Definitely. You don't have to split the classroom up. You know, mm. the boys should talk about this because this is life. Yes, I totally agree with you girls. So education in schools, um, yeah, even if if some if like someone professional went in and mm. talked about it that was like really good at talking to um, mm. boys and girls about all the topics they need to talk about. So together, yeah. yeah. Definitely. What is coming up next for Bear Cells? Can we get any insider? Goss. Mm, well, there has been <laughs> talk for quite a while of um, some upcoming flavors in the her chocolate. Um, so hopefully um, we'll have some new flavors launching quite soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also expanding. Um, we will be doing a different chocolate, so a chocolate with some different herbs to support. Um, I'm not sure how much we can say something else. (laughs) Yeah. Women, yeah. A surprise. (laughs) Still a women's chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, definitely. And eating it as we go. Eating as much as we need to. That's the most fun part. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, how exciting. I can't wait to keep updated on your socials and just see how it all unfolds and I'm sure our listeners will be exactly the same oh wonderful 
We're I really would, about I bet. <laughs> I would just like to say thank you so much to each of you for joining us today and for sharing your wisdom and just being so open with your thoughts and perspectives. So thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Period, Chloe, Jazz and Nat. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Period with Chloe, Jazz and Nat from Bare Self. If you love this chat with the girls and you want even more from them, you can find them over on Instagram at bareself.official and you can shop their incredible range of her chocolates at www.bareself.com.au. And if you want to keep updated with what we're up to, you can follow us over on Let's Talk Period AU. Let's Talk Period is an independent podcast produced by Quendo. So if you did enjoy this episode and you want to support the show, if you could follow us on Spotify, so tapping the green button or subscribe if you're listening on Apple, it would really help us out. Another way you can help us out is by sharing this episode with a friend or a family member or anybody who you think might enjoy the show. You could even share that you're listening on your Instagram grid or your stories. Make sure you tag us so I can see. I absolutely love seeing how you listen. This really helps us to find new listeners and build our podcast community. Let's Talk Period is a production of Quendo, a non-for-profit organization providing support, education, and awareness to anyone affected by endometriosis, adenomyosis, PCOS, or infertility. Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations, and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.